Did you ever wonder why McGregor Baptist Church has McGregor in its name? Well, stick around. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more with today's special guest on Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, the podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, your host for the Here at Home podcast. And joining me on today's podcast is Jim Holbrook, former pastor here at McGregor, who served 30 years in that role. So, so glad to have you on the show today, Jim. Thank you. Good to be here. I have really, really been looking forward to having you on here because of what we're going to be talking about and hearing from you. And we have a lot to talk about. But the focus of this episode is for you to be able to share with our listeners perhaps a lot of the details and a lot of the, the, the stories that happened into McGregor moving from McGregor Boulevard to Colonial Boulevard uh, back in 1983. So before we get to that and, and your role in leading the church through that, let's go back to McGregor Baptist Church back in the 19, mid, let's say mid-1970s, late-70s, and maybe give our listeners a little state of the church. What was it like back then over on McGregor? Well, it was busy. <laughs> we 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 grew quickly, and it was amazing. And we just were always either remodeling or something to keep up space with the growth. Yeah, and we never quite had it uh, enough. And so we finally got kind of desperate. We had three morning services, and we had an evening service on Wednesday, and and it just how big was the auditorium on McGregor? Do you remember? I'd say two, two hundred. Yeah, maybe two fifty. I don't. I really don't yeah. know. I I have been in there. It seemed at least that big. Maybe two fifty, mm-hmm. three hundred, somewhere around there. Yeah, that would be. And the first thing we did, we we built out from it was you know shaped like this, and so we built out there, and had extra room for there. that. And then we went from one to two. You know, I remember putting the newspaper, we're having twins. <laughs> and, uh, but then we went to three services. Triplets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would preach the early one, and then I'd go down the street to Fred Bunnell's, which is right across the street from where the God is love sign is. Mm-hmm. And he'd feed me omelets. And then I'd come back and preach the next two. And energize you. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you actually, and I should have gone back even further, but you started at McGregor, was it 1968? Yes, sir. Yeah, 1968. So you've been there at, you know, in the late 70s. It's been 10 years. The church is growing. You're running out of space. You're, you don't really have a lot of space over there in that location property-wise to build a lot, do, did you? No, we bought two houses across the street and tore them down. Uh, one of them had... It was three-bedroom, carport, swimming pool. It was hard to <laughs> tear, tear that. that thing down. For parking? <laughs> yeah, for parking. Yeah. <laughs> and still, it didn't work. Right. And we'd tie up traffic, you know, for like five, six blocks in, a, in both directions. Mm. And people, we always said people would cuss us or discuss us. <laughs> and uh, one person asked one of, my, my, one of the men in the church, uh, well, what's going on in there? He said, well, come see. And, and later he said to the man, I don't want to get it. All he does is talk about the Bible. <laughs> and, All he does. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, 
It, mm. it was a joy. Yeah, exciting time. So there was a point where as the, the pastor of the church and realizing, wait a minute, we're still growing, but we don't have any more space to put people. When, at what point did you begin to consider the idea that you might need to find a property somewhere else? Well, when we got to the place I just described, you know, we were parking all over the place and across the street, and and uh, it just got busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And we knew something had to give, and we didn't want to relocate. We asked the uh, the Southern Baptist Convention Architecture Board, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they said that we would have to buy up twenty more houses and uh, tear them down and, uh, you know, to get meet the regulations for a parking place for every so many people that the building would hold. Mm-hmm. And we knew that wasn't going to work, so we just figured we'd have to relocate. But I didn't like the thought of that at all. You know, they say the most traumatic thing in a pastor's life is a building program. Many of them don't survive it. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing of all is a relocation. So I was scared during the whole thing. I, I talked, you know, about trusting the Lord, and I tried to, but I, my faith was pretty weak at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big, big faith challenge mm-hmm. for sure. How did you, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about some of the things that maybe God taught you through that process, but how did you go about the process of dis- discovering available land, and, and ultimately how did you end up choosing the, the site here on Colonial? Well... I was blessed with having fabulous laymen hmm. in the church. And so uh, Ron Smith, who started Modern Air Conditioning here, company, he was the chairman. And I had some real, real sharp guys on there. And they started looking. Well, Bill Branch had bought this property, Bill Branch Chevrolet, right. for a truck, uh, their truck place. Uh-huh. And so... We found out they decided to just stay where they were, and it became available with the uh, the gentleman that the real estate person that we had brought on board to help us, and so the committee voted to to grab it, and we did. Now, looking at things from our perspective in 2022, we see this location this. 100-plus acre campus right on one of the main arteries in Lee County, Lee County being a population of over 800,000 people now. But back in the late 1970s, early 80s, that was not the case as far as this piece of property. It maybe Well, the, did, ro- the road was there. The road was there, but it wasn't yeah. as busy as it was now. There was no... Uh, well, the whole town wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so this was... Did, did people question this location at all? Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to move out to the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> They'd say, yeah. And it was a swamp. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many, how much dirt we had to come Bring in it. here and build it up. And of course, the retention pond gave us a lot, but we had to keep hauling others in. And Harper Brothers, that built the interstate and a lot of roads around here, they came to the church and and uh, they gave us so many mm. things. They were wonderful. Got a lot of people pitching in. So. I'm trying to, to, to imagine the dynamic because here you are saying where, you know, people get comfortable in the, in the old location, love their church. Oh, you know, people said, well, I was saved in this building. And, you know, I can understand it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, we had to, we dug out this box they had put in there 25 years before, you know, with a time all capsule. The, uh-huh, time oh. capsule. <laughs> and that was, uh, but, you know, everybody, they came around to seeing mm. it. I, I never was a pushy person. Right. And I never demanded anything. I was a team player. And, mm. and uh, but I had a great team. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't want, I think you need to, be reminded of the the vision that you had because something like that had to have somebody that was leading the charge and I'm sure like you said at times it was it was hard it was difficult it was challenging but uh, for someone like myself that has been the beneficiary of this beautiful campus we have I just want to say thank you for for doing that because it I'm sure the sleepless nights and all the the stress that it caused you and probably a lot of other people look how much we have benefited now and we'll talk about that at the end kind of some of the the things that we're able to do now because of that but going back to that what were I know, was nervous <laughs> and uh, so I read an article in a magazine I got just once I've never heard of it since and uh, Schuler Robert Schuler was mm. in there uh, with an article, and he said, uh, your church will never grow unless you reloc- relocate. said, every church has a dictator. It's the property. It dictates what you can and can't do. And I wanted to go. Mm. And they said, you go and take Gene with you. <laughs> and it was very life-transforming to me. Mm. And uh, I thought he was a liberal, you know, and everything, but I came to respect him very much. And so anyway, I came back. And I stood up and said, I'd rather try something great and fail than be afraid to even try. Mm. And the church rallied behind me. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the process of uh, deciding on the land and then next came deciding the, the facility that you were going to build. Uh, obviously, you were going to build a worship center, but you also built pretty much the same time the educational space that's connected to this worship center. The uh, first one, yes. yeah. So what was the you know, the, the thought on how big to build and, and all that, that, that the decisions, because you went from a, a worship center that was quite a bit smaller to a, quite a bit larger. What was some of that thinking process? Well, we figured when we did it, we better not get hemmed in. Right. And there was plenty of property, although my layman went ahead and bought five more acres and held it in case we'd need it. Now, they had more faith than I did. <laughs> I mean, you know, businessmen do. They run risk all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was a blessing. We, we finally did buy it from them. Right. I, don't, I think they gave it to us when it was all said and mm. done, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I, I heard a story one time, and I can't remember who told me the story about uh, when y'all were in the process of getting close to finishing this building, that as the money was getting a little tighter, well, are we going to put pews in the balcony or not? And I had one. De- is that a true story? Oh, it tell, is. Tell us the story. We weren't going to. And uh, I, one of my deacons said, well, no, let's put it in. And the, the group agreed. And we did. And we used it the first Sunday. The very first Sunday it was used. Yeah. So those people would have been sitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. You had to put those pews in. And those are the same pews we're still sitting in today. Yeah. That, they need work. Don't they, they need work. <laughs> <laughs> That's hopefully coming down uh, in the next year or so. Yes, that they they have they have exceeded their life expectancy, I believe. Yeah. And they weren't very comfortable no. to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but they have been used. So yeah, so we've been in this facility now 
close to 40 years. Is that right? If we Less, moved in in 83, the end of 83. Mm-hmm. So getting closer to that 40 year, 40 year mark that we've been in here uh, on that. Um, do you remember what the cost of relocating was? The, the three, three million. Three million. That was property. That's a lot of money back then. That was a whole lot of money back then. Property and the construction, mm-hmm. three million. Uh, process had it all raised before you got here, or was it a capital campaign where there were pledges? Yes, we had to do that. Yeah, yeah. But when I left, it was paid for. Yeah, and that made me happy. I bet it did. Yeah. So let's talk about on. I believe it was in December of 1983, the Sunday that you made the move. Y'all decided to make that a pretty dramatic statement in the community. Talk about that a little bit. Well, we we had a caravan. And uh, one of the members had just bought one of these little Chrysler convertibles that had the wood on the sides, you mm-hmm. know, and it was a, and so he led the pack. <laughs> and when we went past First Assembly, they all came out and waved at us. And, so y'all started at the old property. Mm-hmm. Everybody lined up in their cars. Did you have police escort? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then everybody drove all the way over here on Sunday. So once you got here, what did, did everybody park and go into the worship center? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have the first Sunday service? Yeah, I think we were pretty orderly, you know. Just the caravan just came in and stacked up. I can't imagine the excitement that must have been for those that oh, are was. driving and getting here and seeing this. And I'm sure they'd driven by and had looked at it before, but to actually walk in and have that first worship service, that would be neat to actually, you know, have some, have a video of that, uh, uh, you know, of that service and that parade. In fact, I tried real hard to see if I could find, because I know the local news people did some stories on that, mm-hmm. that day. And I was hoping to have surprise you with some video, but I wasn't able to find any uh, of that. That would be a kind of a nice little, little treat for you. Well, you know, we had it all planned and we had paid for our plans and everything. Had to redo them because the county decided that they wanted a frontage road. Uh, and so we had to set everything back. Oh, my goodness. And, but that's what put us in the middle of the road. You, now you drive down you see. Colonial and you see McGregor <gasps> Baptist Church. And so God was in that, I think. So the original plans, that would not have been the case. Oh, no, it wouldn't have. Wow. And, uh, but it's funny. We built our frontage road, but nobody else did. So <laughs> now it, it's, well, you know, we it? use it. But yeah. <laughs> it's not a, a true frontage road in the sense that they would normally be, yeah. But that's neat how God worked and uh, and it is and, and moved that back. Uh, and that was encouraging, you mm. know. When you see His hand, it's encouraging. Yeah, especially when you're like, oh no, because I'm sure it cost mo- some money to redo those oh, it plans. Did. Yeah, it did. Oh goodness. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was what was the you know? I know there was a little resistance, but for you personally, going through that multi-year project. What was, first of all, the greatest challenge you faced in that? And then maybe some things that God taught you personally as the pastor leading the church through that. Well, like I said, coming to the place where I was willing to flop, I think people fear failure more than most anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I mustered up the strength to say, I'm, I'm going to try something great even if I fail, not be afraid to try. Mm, yeah. And uh, the critics were there. They always are. And uh, really, they help us in a way because they're so anxious that it'll fail that they notice things that we in our enthusiasm never notice. Might not notice, right. And, um, yeah. 
And you but, probably don't remember a lot of the the negative anyway now. Well, you do. You do. <laughs> One time I stood up and said, I pity the guys that... Uh, how is it? I pity the guys who criticize and minimize the other guys whose enterprise has made them rise above the guys who criticize and minimize. <laughs> and I finally got to a place where I realized if you listen to your critics, they're not going to get anything done. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's a nice little tongue twister. You. <laughs> it is. I think Jess Moody, I got that Okay. From. I don't know if you came up with that or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a good, and you still remember it too. That's great. So looking back now, 40 uh, years later, almost, not quite, getting close to 40 years, and being a part of the church here at McGregor, um, what kind of feelings do you have? Does it ever, you know, as you're walking from into the worship center or walking over to life group, does it, does it ever kind of go, wow, this was, you know, part of what God allowed me to, to be a part of during my ministry? Oh, my goodness. When I drive down McGregor, uh, Colonial, it's a thrill to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the church is, you know, I was trying to win people to the Lord. Uh, I wanted living stones, as Peter says, rather than just. And so when I say the church, I'm not thinking of the building. It's just house we had to put it in. Mm-hmm. My problem was we always had to build a bigger house or make more services, you know. Yeah. And so Yeah. I can't figure it out why he used me, but he did, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful too, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's what's neat about this campus is over the almost 40 years now, how God has continued to use mm-hmm. this place to see lives transformed in so many different ways. I mean, right. I don't think, I don't know if y'all were thinking that, that one day would you'd be a school with uh, almost 800 students would be part I of the know. ministry. Uh, and that's something, a Christian education, a school that is just impacting the lives of of students on a con- consistent basis, uh, all the different ministries, all the different things that have taken place since they've been here on the campus. Uh, and not that everything is related to the campus, but so much of what happens does take place here. Sure. And so what a great vehicle for God to, to work through this facility that he's blessed us with. But you're exactly right. It's the people that's the church. It, it's, it's not the buildings. Well, the school, it's interesting. Uh, Dave Kreller. See, they always say the pastor casts the vision. That's not true with me. <laughs> I'm not that visionary. And, uh, but I had people that were. And Dave Kreller's the one that thought we ought to start a school. Mm-hmm. And he, he organized the whole thing. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah. I just sit back and watch my layman work, and I marveled at it. And I just want them to get out of my way so I could go out and win people, win people. to the Lord. It was a good good relationship there, right? Let it them was. do that, and you have a chance to, to preach and go share Christ with people. Yeah. And Jean was good, my wife, Jean. She, uh, she would help everybody in their ministry, but she would not assume personal leadership because that gets people. When I went to the church I went to after uh, I stopped coming here, um, you know, the pastor's wife just ruined their ministry. Mm. And so I was blessed with her. You sure were. Mm-hmm. She was a wonderful, wonderful lady. Yes, she was yeah. something else. Mm. Well, 30 years serving as the, the, the pastor at, of McGregor is quite a, an amazing legacy. And we have been blessed to have you and 
back here at McGregor as a, as a member and too. being a part of the body of Christ. I love seeing you on campus on Sundays, walking around and you've had chances to chance to do some other teaching and different things, uh, both in life group and, and other uh, venues. So we are so blessed to have you. And I am grateful that you took the time to come and talk about the relocation because I have a feeling we have a, a generation of people that have joined this church that they call it McGregor, but they don't know exactly why it's called why? McGregor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it, well, you know, we had a good reputation, and we hated to give that up. Right. And I thought, well, we ought to name it Gateway Baptist because it's kind of like the gateway to Fort Myers. But then they built Gateway out <laughs> there. and <laughs> They took kinda, your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just stuck. I think it was good keeping it McGregor. Yeah, I really do. And it's part of our history as a church, part of the amazing history of McGregor. And, uh, and what a blessing uh, that is. And a reputation's hard to get by, you know? Yeah, start over from, from scratch, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, Jim, for joining me and uh, really what I would consider a very special episode uh, to have you here as a, as, a, as a former pastor and just to share a little bit of the history of our church and how God has, over the years, been working through his people here at McGregor Baptist Church. Well, it's good to be home. Yes, and we're glad to have you here. Well, this wraps up another episode of Here at Home. And thank you for joining us. And thank our listeners also for being a part of our Here at Home podcast community. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I would encourage you to do that. Do you ever listen to any of our podcasts, Jim? No, I didn't even know what a podcast was when I came. There you go. (laughs) Well, now you know. And now maybe you'll go listen and uh, subscribe and maybe I can help you out, get you all set up on that. Uh, But to our listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks, right back here at home.